Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Hey, what's happening? This is TC Carson, and you are listening to ACMG's Talk Time Live. And this is Kratos. Keep listening. It's time for your Talk Time Live exclusive. You are now about to witness the strength of geek knowledge. Ladies and gentlemen, with me on the show right now is creative director of Supergiant uh, to talk about the new, possibly their most ambitious game to date, and that is Hades. Uh, Folks, please give a warm welcome to Greg Cassavan of Supergiant Games. How are you doing, Greg? Doing well. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, no, it's it's pretty much an honor. I've, I've been so blessed to have you guys uh, to be able to talk to some of my favorite game developers and just people all around to, you know, learn from and just celebrate <laughs> the accolades of what you guys have done. Uh, first of all, let's get down to it. I got I asked all of my uh, guests lately of this. How are you guys are doing uh, on your neck of the woods? You're in the West Coast. Uh, how's everything uh, COVID was? Yeah, we're you know uh, we've been we've been lucky uh, in a word. Uh, we're we're a pretty small team. We're uh, we're just under twenty people or so, and uh, working working remotely has always been part of how we've done things. Like we've yeah. we've um, like uh, back way back when our uh, Darren, our audio director, and uh, Logan, our voice actor, they, they're off in New York while the rest of us were West Coast. Logan is still over there, um, right. and and so like when. It was back in March. It was pretty early March for us, and we started hearing about like community spread, and we're like, "All right, that does it. Uh, yeah. Let's just start working from home." And here we are <laughs> in October, still still doing it. Um, so we were all set up to work remotely anyway. I, I've always I'm just up in my attic here, um, <laughs> essentially, and I've I've been working up here on stuff ever since the Bastion days. So yeah, uh, on some level, it's kind of no different, but of course there's everything else uh, kind of, right. you know, the, the world itself, uh, I'm, I'm sure like affects people in different ways, but we're, we're just speaking personally. I'm grateful to have been able to keep working on this game. It's like a, it's been a nice distraction from everything and a nice way to like Indeed. stay focused. And we just felt like we had this opportunity, right. To just keep there were many people aren't so lucky to be able yeah. to like keep doing what they're doing. And, and we were, so it, I think if anything, it kind of, um, made a, made us even more motivated to try to make the most of this one since we had a chance to do it at all. Yeah, and then because of that, it became an escape for me and many others who absolutely enjoyed the efforts of what you guys have done for this. This is this game was just absolutely amazing, and to me, still amazing because it's ongoing. I feel like it's a different day every day. I'm to play a new experience with it. It's it's just absolutely awesome. Um, so. I, you know, you mentioned Bastion, which I had the pleasure of uh, playing, as well as Transistor, two award-winning games that you guys really put on a 
a very different perspective with the isometric views and everything and the narratives and everything. But Hades feels like you guys went all out this time around. Um, you know, while maintaining the tradition of super giant games, what started the idea of, the, of making this robust game? And this is very robust compared to the rest. Yeah. The, um, so, so thank you for that. It, it was, um, we did consciously want to combine kind of the, our best ideas from past games into, into Hades, but the, the real starting point for it was our desire to make an early access game. Mm-hmm. Like before we knew anything else, uh, before we had chosen a theme, before we had even chosen a genre for it, we're like, let's, let's try early access. Yeah. Um, which, uh, which was really, we were drawn to it because, in part because it was really scary. It sounded like uh, the exact opposite of how we've made our games in the past, where you yeah. mentioned Bastion and Transistor. There are these kind of relatively concise, you know, you finish those games in a couple of days or something, and they have mm-hmm. a beginning, middle, and end, like in a traditional way. Yeah. Uh, they're not... They have some replayability, but they're not designed around replayability. So they would have not worked at all in early access because in early access, you want a community of players to like keep uh, giving you feedback. And if yeah. if your player community finishes your game in one day, they're not going to like be with <laughs> you that. for two years uh, giving you feedback. So yeah. um, early access to us meant that we could uh, test and kind of prove out one of our ideas sooner. So mm-hmm. instead of spending three years... And then saying, voila, what do you guys think? Yeah. You could spend, you know, one year and and have an initial version of the game that's going to be like, uh, have a reduced uh, scope and everything. And like, mm-hmm. it won't have all the content, but it'll at least get the idea across. So yeah. that was all really appealing. We're like, let's just put something out there faster. Um, and what should that be? Um, and we were really drawn to making like a roguelike uh, dungeon crawler because we were yeah. playing tons of roguelikes like Dead Cells and Slay the Spire uh, enter the gungeon. Uh, the Definitely got the Dead Cells all- aspect of this. <laughs> yeah, we, we love, like, Dead Cells, I thought, uh, Dead Cells is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. And we were like, can we ever make anything? We didn't think we could make something as good as Dead Cells, to be super frank with you. Can, um, I, can but- I be frank with you? I think you guys may have superseded the aspect of what Dead Cells has done, in my opinion. Because I love Dead Cells, but you guys have done things that I appreciate it from that aspect in here that kept me wanting to play even more in this yeah, case. The, we're, we're, we're blown away to hear, like, that's one of those things where it's funny to think back at what, when we started and we, we just didn't, we didn't think we'd, we didn't necessarily think we'd get there. Let me yeah. tell you. Um, but, but we, you know, we did want to carve out kind of a niche for ourselves, right? It's like, why yeah. make a game like this? You don't want to make, um, a roguelike game and just be like a worse version of Dead Cells or something because Dead Cells already exists and it's awesome. And you kind of so like, you don't want that comparing and contrast. Yeah, so yeah. we're like, what could we even do? And we thought we could we could add narrative because um, yeah. that's kind of what we that's kind of our thing. That's like what we did with Bastion back in the day. And we felt that for all the amazing roguelike games that are out there, there aren't that many that are like using the format to tell a story. Um, mm-hmm. And we thought that it it's like a really cool format to tell a story because yeah. as a player. You play these games where you kind of die over and over and start over, but as a player, you carry forward your knowledge. And you feel like um, you're being and, rewarded, too. I might want to add that on, too. And that's what I think I love. It's like each time you, oh, don't, yeah. you don't lose. I think that's where Dead Cells got with me. It's like as much as I enjoy Dead Cells, once you lose, you lose everything. But you play Hades, 
you lose, but you still reward it at the same time with rather with storytelling, with uh, with whatever you grab from the first run or whatever. There's something that you hold on and take with you even more and more. And it's feel like there was a to me playing it. It was a moral aspect to it as well. And I don't know if you guys meant to do this or picked up on it. But the minute that I picked up and played this game and started playing it for hours, I got this image of this, this, this moral uh, fiber and theory of as many times as you get knocked down, you keep going. And, yeah. and Zacharias is a very determined guy. And I think that's something we should take, even despite the fact that it's based on the underworld and everything that's going on down there. Yeah, no, th- 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 thank you for that as well. Like his his uh, determination that like borders on stubbornness sometimes, but but above all, he's very determined to do this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think uh, determination in characters is like really... You know, I, I think a lot of the s- most compelling protagonists in stories are like what what's so what makes you care about them so much yeah. and l- like kind of respect them is their determination. They're like they Absolutely. will stop at nothing. To and it's true in real life as well, right? Like you, right. you look at you know if you if you have friends or something who just clawed their way into into whatever it is that they've been you know hoping to do since they were kids or something like that. Like you 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 have to. It's a good feeling when someone can claw their way into into what they were hoping to achieve and finally achieve it. Um, Especially and, when you have somebody like Hades who constantly antagonizes you and doubts you and puts you down. This is this is the ultimate hater. Yeah, no, right. And he's um, we wanted to tell like this this kind of family drama using yeah. these these characters from Greek myth and and uh, Hades is this. He's not going to win any uh, Father of the Year uh, types not of awards. He's, no. he's a he's a he's a really difficult guy, um, and and you could tell why Zagreus does not think highly of him uh, right. by by any means. And uh, but he has these other characters, you know, like like you said, you you get back to the House of Hades, and hopefully you feel almost like rewarded. Like we really mm-hmm. wanted to take the sting out of defeat as much as possible because losing in games feels bad inherently. Like yeah. the game doesn't need to make you feel any worse than you do just automatically because because you, you screwed up, you failed. Yes. You could have avoided, you know, that bit of damage, but you didn't. Um, so we wanted you to come back to the house and actually feel kind of feel kind of better because you have these, you know, you have these other characters like Achilles uh, or Nyx who are like looking out for you. Always try, um, yeah, exactly. Her son and you know, yeah. Um, so and hopefully like strike that interesting balance where you know, yeah. in a in a true to life way, you have people who are trying to push you down but you have other people who are trying to lift you not true of everybody of course but hopefully for <laughs> for many of us we have people who are supporting us in what in what we do um but yeah. we could probably all think of people who who would would sooner you know take us down a couple of notches um, i think and, as of just, as of the yeah. last few years there's not one person in our country who hasn't had this type of experience <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah the, the um the other I, I just wanted to add we we yeah. wanted to make it almost like a deceptively uh, lighthearted game like in spite mm-hmm. of the very grim appearance uh, hopefully as you played it it's it's got some humor to it and it does it's got plenty of characters who are who are looking out for you in a genuine way so we we want it to be a game that that makes players uh, ultimately feel good not not kind of feel uh, feel crappy I guess no I think I can attest. Um... You guys, you guys successfully did that, and that's what clings me on to. That's why I am here talking with you right now, because upon playing it, it was just like, you know, I love the other two games. I never got to play uh, the first one, Pyre. Uh, what is it, Fire? 
Pyre? Pyre, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah Pyre. I never got to play that one, but I came in during Bastion and I came in during Transistor, and it was like, after this one, it was like, oh, no, this is sold. I got to contact him. Yeah. <laughs> I have to get in touch with yeah, somebody. Right. This, this is immediately. So you mentioned the quantity of people who worked on this this time around and that you have this time around, which, ha- which for what I if I'm correct, has grown exponentially since Bastion. Because uh, according to Wikipedia, it said that you guys had seven when you made that. And now you took, you said you had 20. took the course of two years to make Bastion. How long did it take to make uh, Hades? Uh, Hades has been a little over three years, all mm-hmm. told. So we started it um, in, like, right around this time yeah. in, um, in 2017. So it was, like, only a few weeks uh, after Pyre, our third game, came out that we yeah. started talking about this one. And yeah, we grew, um, so so we were seven people on Bastion. We grew to 12 for mm-hmm. Transistor and we stayed 12 uh, for our third game. Yeah. Um, and then we grew uh, like as part of making an early access game and wanting to launch it basically within about a year, we grew uh, to our current size of around 20. Um, yeah. So we're still, I think we're still on the small side, but yeah, we, um, we certainly have grown. We've been around for 10 years, so going from seven to 20 over a 10 year period, you know, isn't, isn't that much, much. Let's consider you medium because the other, the other game developed, the other indie eight game developers that I've ever talked to, they started and probably are still with three to five. Um, Only a few, maybe yacht club games probably has grown exponentially from their point since shovel Knights, And then, uh, you know, other, so I think you're reasonably expanded (laughs) in a positive way. No, definitely. Yeah. yeah, And it shows. no, yeah, we couldn't have, I, I mean, the I could go down the list, like the folks who have joined us, it's like the game just, I, I like, I can't even, it's one of those things where I, it's hard for me to remember the times before they were around, like they, yeah. I, we couldn't have made Hades without their help, uh, like uh, the, the uh, our, Joanne, our environment artist, mm-hmm. uh, Eduardo and Alice who joined us on the de- design team. And, oh, that, the, their art and design and, and for this game is just stupendous. <laughs> my compliments thank to you yeah yeah our um yeah joanne just like almost uh jen our art director uh created like uh the, the house of hades and some of the other environments but joanne did a ton of like almost every time you enter a new location in the game that's the work of uh, what what you're seeing on the screen is joanne's uh work as an environment artist the selection of colors light shadows all of that it gives like an animated feel but also a comic book feel as well yeah and it just immerses you into a motion comic. And that's what the way it feels yeah. to me at time going through all yeah. these layers. And again, you know, a testament to everything that is put together in this thing. Because like I said, every time you go in the House of Hades and you start a new run, it's like a whole, I, I say a whole new game, but also a whole new day. Because yeah. something different happens, new dialogue comes in. It's just an amazing amount of uh, attention to detail in this game. That is just absolutely awesome. And most of all, what I think I loved well, it's, I can't say most of all because it's just it's down the wire, just even it's out to me if a great balance of everything. But the voice talent in this game is up to is by far like the most very uh, impactful, in my opinion. You got Logan Cunningham plays Lord Hades yeah. that really stands out. Like like I said, the ultimate hater. He captures that very well. <laughs> you got Darren Corb as uh, Zagreus, um, Peter. Uh, uh, kind of what is it? How do you spell? Yeah, yeah, as, uh, yeah as Zeus. Zeus. So I mean, like you, you have the you have Lord Hades, but you got the counterpart of Zeus, and they do yeah. play off of each other from a yep. opposite standpoint. And then you got so many more, um, you know, multi talented characters in there. Um, what was the general idea? Do you know what was the general idea about finding the right voice for this game? 
Oh yeah, um, I, I do indeed because I I, I worked uh, I worked on that aspect a lot um, myself. Mm -hmm. um, so we this is the first time we've had a big cast of uh, fully voiced characters. We've never done it before. Yeah, exactly. We've always done. You know, in, in Bastion, we one, had yeah, well, one there's a bit of an asterisk on it, but the, mm -hmm. we had we had essentially one voice actor through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And in Transistor, we added a couple of voices, but again, it's mostly just Logan um, all, all on his own. And with with Pyre, we had a bigger cast, but we uh, it was all like um, there was very little. There was only one uh, essentially English-speaking character. The rest yeah. of it was kind of a gibberish language that we created <laughs> for the game. Right. So this one, we wanted the interactions to be more direct. To have that experience, almost like in a in a classic RPG, where you could just walk up to a character, hit a button, and talk to them, right? It's yeah. like a, a tried and true uh, way of interacting in games, and and we just wanted to have a world that was populated with characters that you could interact with in that way. Mm -hmm. um, and we wanted this big cast, like it, you know, with the with a Greek myth setting, uh, yeah. particularly the underworld setting. What was so fun about it is it gives us access to, of course, the Olympians. These kind of like household name characters like Zeus Absolutely. and Athena, um, but also these these like ancient heroes, right? Because everybody dies in Greek myths, yeah. so you get like Achilles and um, and and Orpheus and Sisyphus and characters like that. Yeah. Um, and then we get the the underworld gods, the so-called Chthonic gods, who right. aren't very well known, but just seemed so interesting to explore, like Nyx, who is, you know, night itself, and Thanatos, yeah. who is death itself, and these these kind of ideas that are like they're really out there, cool ideas, and I'm 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 personally surprised that these and of course the Fury like, Sisters who are like partially my favorites. <laughs> yeah, the Fury Sisters as well. They're they're not shown in in media that much, right? Like for no. all the stuff that's based on Greek myth, you don't get these characters very much. So um, mm -hmm. we we wanted to find actors who like really just matched our really just kind of nailed the characters as we had them in our heads and, mm -hmm. and like brought and, but brought something to it as well. Like, uh, you mentioned the Furies, uh, Megara, um, who's, who's the first boss of the game. Um, Avalon Penrose, who's her, uh, who's her voice actor. She just, when we heard her audition, we were like, Whoa, this wasn't exactly what we expected to hear, but she's like, she's bringing this quality to this character that really fits. And, and yeah. she's just kind of making these words jump off the page in a way that we didn't expect so she was perfect for for that part we thought awesome yeah. so as many of us know you know when we talk about greek mythology when we think video games we also think of one now legendary you know franchise and that's god of war yeah. however like we like you just mentioned you uh successfully managed to actually take on a, another element and aspect of that mythology and such where you guys did you guys have any fears about any comparing and contrasting towards what you were doing with this game as towards that uh, game is in terms of sub, uh, subject matter and uh, accuracy to the mythology for that matter? Yeah, we um, like we I'll say I would have had more fear had God of War not gone to Norse mythology. They, they kind of like they said like, hey, we're done with Greek myths. So I'm like, sweet, because I think there's a lot more uh, to say there. And right. um, um, I think that aside, you know, I, I've loved Greek mythology since I was a kid. I was like hmm. part of part of why we chose this theme was, yeah. you know, our, our excitement for it. And and I've been like on a personal level, I've been so fascinated with like the Iliad and uh, and like Achilles as a character, for example, like for mm -hmm. for years and years. So yeah. I just felt like we had a point of view 
on the subject matter that that I hadn't seen a lot, like the the idea that the Olympians are are the ultimate dysfunctional family. Like that's what yeah. makes them compelling. Um, it's not that it's not that Zeus has lightning powers or whatever. Like that's right. not what makes Zeus interesting. What makes Zeus interesting is that he's this head of a messed up family, um, and he is a guy who has like unchecked power. Um, yeah. And and so telling a story based on those aspects of these characters, um, it made it made the ideas flow uh, quickly. And and even you know with with God of War, it's like for sure they um, we hoped that our combat could be favorably uh, compared to their awesome combat in, in those games. Um, but like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we, we even found an angle on our Ares because, uh, because the God of War himself is one of the characters in our, in our game, but our Ares is very, very different um, right, from, exactly. from the Ares you, you, you might see in that game. But I think very true uh, to the source material, in my opinion. What do you think is the biggest lore about Greek mythology that, that really, now for me, for me personally, before you even answer that, like, you said as a kid, but for me, you know, I grew up like everybody else with Disney. Yeah. <laughs> and Disney had their own depiction, which is still fine. But, you know, you grow up and maybe take an art history class or two and you learn th some things yeah. that you didn't know. For instance, Zeus is a prick. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we managed to capture that. And, and they managed to capture that. Uh, Santa Monica managed to capture that in the God of War. Mm -hmm. I'm playing your game and I see that Zeus is helping him. I got this eerie feeling about Zeus down the line. I'm like, how far is this going to go? I don't know how this is going to go here. And I love that feeling because it, it, it's uncertainty. It's not absolute. And that's what I love. But what is the lore about Greek mythology that draws people, do you think? Yeah, I think, I think it is. Um, I think the, the, the worldview that the gods, like, the gods exist, but mm -hmm. they don't care about you. I find that very, um, I find that very compelling. Like yeah. I, I think, I think it, because you know, they, like gods, gods help people understand the way the world works, like fundamentally. Um, and and when, and and the world can be filled with horrible things that happen arbitrarily. Yeah. And and, you know, take yourself back to ancient Greece, you know, five thousand years ago, and your friend gets crushed by a boulder. Yeah. That's not fair. That's messed up. How do you right. explain that? Well, you looked at Poseidon wrong and he, and he made an earthquake and he crushed your pal. Um, sure. That's, that's like as good an explanation as any, I suppose. It's, <laughs> right. it's, a, it's, it's a more comfortable explanation than, you know, the world is random and the world is cruel, right? It's better oh, yeah. to think of it in terms of like, there's gods and, and, you know, they're above us and they have their own, fights and squabbles and sometimes we as mere mortals get caught in the crossfire yeah. so i think like that th this what makes greek myths so compelling is that the gods have very human qualities they're mm -hmm. petty they're jealous uh they they stab each other in the back um they and they're ventral they, what's that and they're ventral yeah they um so so just like i think people see you know these qualities that that make them um, that make them human are, I think, what have made Greek myths survive for all these thousands of years. They're just these compelling uh, characters. So I do get surprised that in modern renditions of Greek myth that that Zeus is sometimes rendered as like a benevolent patriarch, like a good guy, because yeah. in the source material he is the one who is, I think, responsible for the most bad things. If you had to count, 
Uh, he is right. not. From what I read, yes, that is the case. But also, yeah. it's like history repeating itself because if you look at back at art history, they kind of show you, especially during the Egyptian era and the Greek Greco-Roman era, when they built statues for like Augustus or whoever, you know, like that. Now, I've always been told that Augustus was the good guy <laughs> of the bunch. But when you look at those, they paint, they, they build sculptures and the you know to build a narrative for those people and it's not always what it is when you see them on masculine or anything they may be like overweight and obese <laughs> in reality we kind of had that depiction in our minds in that same sense when it comes to these guys so that, it, it doesn't surprise me but it, it, in a sense it does amaze me that we're still thinking that way even today in in reference to stuff like that which is which really made me feel at all when i found out that disney was like why would you make this portrayal of this guy in this in this way you know yeah yeah i feel that zeus gets like conflated with with kind of biblical capital g god as just like <laughs> he's just god on high and you know oh he's he's the king of the olympians and he's benevolently watching over humans but that's not yeah if you go back to the source material that's not what zeus is like um no. and and i think that and I think that those qualities are what make him really compelling, and we try to capture those qualities in our depiction of Zeus. He's very different from our Hades. He's he's um, mm -hmm. overtly uh, he has that benevolent patriarchal quality, mm -hmm. but he is he is a he is a schemer. Um, right, he, exactly. He, he's got a lot. The wheels in his head are always turning, and what he's saying um, and what he's thinking are two very different things. That's the and way reasons I why I keep Zeus. giving him nectar. <laughs> yes. Hey, just like the ancient Greeks, you know, say what you will about Zeus, but staying on his good side, you might want to stay on his good side, regardless it's of It's between him about. or Cerebus, and it's like, okay, I want to keep the pet happy, because I love the pet, yeah. but I want to keep him happy, too, so I don't know yeah. where this is going. I know there's multiple endings to this thing, but I just, like, I, I, I want to keep my bearings here. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Super Giant Games mastered the art of isometric point of view. Um, like, no, like nobody else. I've played other games like that, but you guys taking it in a way to create your own theme and, and signature feel with it. But were there any talks about developing uh, at a game entirely under a different perspective? Yeah, like um, we, you know, I think Pyre, our third game, is is the one that has its perspective is different. It's our mm -hmm. one game that isn't like the the kind of three quarters isometric view. So yeah. we um, we can do. We definitely talk about all sorts of stuff, and even with yeah. even with Transistor, we did all mm -hmm. these different tests. Um, and it, in fact, Transistor has a couple of like quasi side-scrolling sequences, yeah. but they're they're not how the main gameplay goes. So right. we've definitely played with it, but we um, we really love the isometric perspective. Like for several yeah. of us, uh, myself included, we used to work uh, at Electronic Arts on the Command and Conquer games, mm -hmm. uh, real-time strategy games with like oh, there you little go. tanks, <laughs> tanks and things blowing each other up. So we right. we actually just I don't know. We like we like that perspective a lot. Um, it gives you like a a good mix of you know you're you're semi close to the characters in the world, but you get to see a lot around you as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds. Like we love we love games with from we've just kind of done it because it's something we enjoy and something we've gained proficiency at. But that's right. not to say we would never uh, try something different. Um, I. I I think like for us, hopefully the sky's the limit in terms, I don't know what we're going to go on uh, to do from here. And I, I, I hope that we continue to kind of push our, our boundaries one way or another. 
Well, the good thing is when you do this type of style of gameplay and view, I mean, you're doing each one with a different feel that it doesn't feel cookie cutter at all. And that's the beauty of it is that you're creating a different canvas, same style of art, but a different experience, a different expression, a different feel every time. That's true art (laughs) in in a nutshell. So, I mean, kudos to you on that note. Um, What studio worked on the animated uh, promo that you guys did? Oh yeah, that's um, that's a new studio called Studio Grackle. Um, oh. Like like a, a bir- there's a bird called a grackle. Um, the um, and and it's a studio headed up by a gentleman named Spencer Wan. Uh, he mm. came to us, or we we knew of him from his work on like the Castlevania animated series and other yeah. stuff. Oh. So like we we saw um, it, 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 Gen Z, our art director. She was very she like championed the idea of, of wanting to make an animated launch trailer for this game. I was, I, I was very uh, excited about it as well, but it's, it's really kudos to Jen for driving the idea forward. That's what and drew me she, in. <laughs> yeah. And when she found, I mean, she was like looking, kind of reaching out to a number of different artists, but as soon as we saw um, Spencer's work, we we're like, Oh yeah, that's basically exactly the right vibe. And, and Spencer yeah. just, he was a, uh, this was the very first thing that Studio Grackle did. He he mm-hmm. was kind of like in between things and and formed the team as part of working on this piece. Wow. And it was really cool because like as soon as when when this trailer went out, um, Studio Grackle seemed to like explode. Like his his uh, his tweet of of the trailer did like way better than our own tweet of it, which I thought was like really <laughs> funny and awesome. Uh, they got so much attention. Uh, to to the animated trailer that they made and and it's totally deserved. well then added to that you know it was on the yeah. Nintendo Direct so yeah, yeah. that really and that's where I first saw it and I was like okay yeah. <laughs> I'm in I am in yeah so, so it was clearly uh, worth worth the effort because he worked yeah his team they worked on it for months it was a mm-hmm. it was a big undertaking for them even even though it's like like about 30 seconds of animation uh, a lot a lot goes into that stuff yeah a lot of people don't understand even five minutes of any footage yeah five like we're in 30 minutes of this interview <laughs> watch how long it's gonna take to put in the edits and trimmings yeah. in it but you know five minutes of footage with total editing in it is still like at least a few hours it's a two. It, it's no joke, and I commend them on it. It's awesome. So Hades has everything, in my opinion. You know, to, in terms of music score, powerful music score, art style, character development. You know, fluid control scheme. Was there any aspect of the game more important to do than the other? Uh, uh, no. Um, what's important is for everything to be on the level. That's our goal. Because like when when something in a game. So so it's been. It's been really gratifying to hear things like what you just said because mm-hmm. you know sometimes you play a game when there's something that really stands out about it, it can almost work against like a game with like really amazing visuals, but it kind of yeah. like it's kind of uh, it's not great to play. Um, mm-hmm. The when there's been there. <laughs> a quality of the game that's like better than the rest than the other aspects, it can it can really like drag the experience down because you're like oh man if only. If only this game like played played as good as it looked, or, or right. if only this game had decent graphics because it plays awesome or whatever. So we we want um, we want the quality to be consistent. And even you know you brought up the voice acting. It's like one of the scary things about uh, a bigger cast of characters is like when our starting point is Logan Cunningham, who's been in all of our games and is like a is a genius actor in my opinion. Yeah. We're like, how are we going to find actors? 
who can like exist in the same universe as Logan and not sound totally terrible. And it's yeah. and it's kudos to Darren Korb, uh, who's the voice of Zagreus. Our audio he makes all our music. He's the voice of Zagreus and Skelly, wow. um, and and he's our uh, our voice director. So he does all the recording with everybody. Um, he's <laughs> and he's bringing the performance. He's bringing the actors who are not necessarily at Logan level because we have some like in-house actors as well. He's right. making sure that everybody sounds on the level so that there isn't a character who's like ah uh, you know wow. th- th- this guy didn't belong in this game or something like that. It's really right. important. Yeah, to get to get to that. That's weird. I had no idea that this is the part I love about indie developers is because I feel like that there's so much more to prove. There's so much more effort to go in, especially for those who once worked at major corporations and companies who may not have given them the creative freedom to do what they're doing now. And they're proving it. And I love this. This is what the country is supposed to be about. They give that they, to prove your worth and opportunity in that. And you, Supergiant is definitely one of my, you know, favorites in this in this matter. So I, I love it. Thank you. What would you? What do you? Uh, what is it that you most appreciate about Hades? About uh, man, about Hades, it's like the whole. I mean, the the. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to say fully the the opportunity to have made it at all. The fact that it exists and that people like it, and that we it it gave us this kind of excuse as a team to do our best work. Uh, I think for many of us down the line, yeah, like like for Darren, you know, none of us knew on team, like the fact that he, we did not expect that he would end up being the main character of the game. We've worked with him for years. He hasn't done acting in our previous games. It's like, oh, let me just try this. It's like, wait, this, he, he initially voiced Zagreus as like, we'd use it for scratch, you know, we'd throw it away once we'd. Mm-hmm. Uh, hire a real actor but i heard it and i'm like dude this is this is like this is actually what we're looking for i don't yeah. think that this is scratch i think this is the real deal he's like oh, i don't know and we just kept rolling with it um and and for myself you know i i got to i got to write all these characters that i like i said i've been you know obsessed with many of them since i was a kid i finally got a chance to write something in 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 this kind of genre and and have a point of view on greek myth that you know i felt like was I just wasn't seeing it out there, but felt yeah. like someone should do something like this. And just down the line, I think every member of the team was able to bring their their best uh, to this game in a set of circumstances where it it could have made it almost impossible uh, pretty fast. But we were we were able we were fortunate to be able to persevere, and we were able to keep going and and put this thing out there. Like I said, you know, three years ago, we're like, let's make a game that's gonna make people feel good when, mm-hmm. um, and, um, and now it came out, you know, I guess seemingly at the right place at the right time, because for yes. a lot of people, it's just, you know, adding, bringing a bit of light into their lives at a time when things are rough. And, and I, I've always known that games have that power. Like for me, they've been the one constant in my life. Like whenever I've been at my lowest points, uh, games are the one thing that have been there for, for me, uh, very consistently. Yeah. Um, and, and so I know they have that power, uh, but, um, th- that our game has been able to kind of be be a positive force for people these days really means means a lot and makes the yeah. makes the effort of it feel totally totally worth it. Um, so Absolutely. yeah, those are things I appreciate about it. That's awesome. Your favorite characters? 
Oh man, you're you're asking me to choose between my kids, like pretty pretty literally. So I can't. It's rough. Um, it's a lot of yeah. them. Yeah, it's a lot of them. Yeah, except having thirty kids, that's like a Greek myth level. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, the. I mean, I I have to I have to work from a place like I I, I love. I love all of our characters. That's how mm. I I have to uh, operate. Even even the ones, not just even the ones who are bad. Sometimes, especially the ones who are bad, uh, they yeah. they sometimes need the most love. The ones who are uh, like the the antagonistic characters. Um, I'm yeah. um, I'm really happy with how I'm I'm really happy to see the positive response to Zagreus. We've never had. Like we've never had a voiced protagonist in one of our games. That seems like a right. small thing, but it's a really big deal. As a like, we've gone, we've just done the silent protagonist thing, you know, and right. essentially in Bastion and Transistor. We we approached it in different ways, but these are not characters who who kind of like overtly express themselves um, from moment to moment. Whereas Zagreus is there with his personality, and yeah. and you have to, it's it's tough to like. Um, strike the balance between the character having a personality, but for that to not really clash with what the player wants. Right. Um, so we, it was fun to have a character in Zagreus who could just kind of speak for the player in many situations. So when, yeah. when he, he's faced with a boss and the boss like gives him crap, he, he can snap right back at him and say, screw you, man. I, like, I'm not going to take your crap. Uh, hopefully the same he's way just calm and cool and collective the entire time like he's going against hydra <laughs> yeah, but, but he could also you know he could say like damn it he he can he can be frustrated he can he can wisecrack like he can do all the kind of stuff that i think a yeah. player is inclined to do while like playing a roguelike game so it felt um it was a lot of fun to write him um and darren did an amazing job um w with him i thought um but uh, man i like I, I love, I love all our characters. I can't, I can't like, I can't pick a favorite. That's still a great so, answer. I don't worry about it because I mean, honestly, it's, I, you know, it, it would be hard for me to. <laughs> you know, honestly, like I said, the Fury Sisters kind of, I yeah. think there's something about them because when, in the court, Zagreus is going to be my top. Um, the Fury Sisters, because of their interaction with him, even though they fight against him, when he get back to the House of Hades, they're having this normal conversation. It's just like, yeah, it's yeah. just another day. It's like, it's like you're, you're politicians and you exactly. have this debate, but you go back and y'all have conversations afterwards. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah. know, then, you know, you got the ultimate antagonist or hater and, and, uh, and Hades himself, and you know, a game and its heroes and its protagonist is never good without its antagonist. And I think he plays a fantastic uh, antagonist in this game. So, yeah, those in particular are, and, and, and again, like you said, there's so many different ones. Nick's because you know she's even though he she's not his mother, there's a motherly type of aspect to her that I love about her. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. There is a ton of reasons. H1 has a significant feel. Achilles as well. You know, Medusa is hilarious. <laughs> or Dusa, I should say, is hilarious. Like, I'm still trying to figure out, it's like, why is she so nervous around him? Starstruck, hey. Yeah, she's starstruck. She's flat. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, I would never expected that from, the, you know, from a character based on uh, Medusa. <laughs> but it's, it, I, I love it. It's, it, 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 you're right. It is all of the aspects of each character above that makes this game so great. Um, Greg, thank you so much. I got two more questions for you, but I got to yeah. tell you, I'm enjoying this. I am honored to have you on uh, to talk about this game. It's just awesome. Uh, before we give you the plugs and everything, I got two more questions. Unlike the previous games, 
that were developed. Uh, this one, like we just mentioned, it has so much more. The character development, uh, the, the narrative is just ongoing. And is I just feel like you could do so much with this. Are there any thoughts of doing any follow-ups to the games with this and any in, in, in terms of sequels or expanding to maybe an animated series who knows <laughs> yeah the uh, the short answer is we we don't know uh, we um <laughs> we really appreciate the interest um but we we gave we gave this game our all and that meant uh leaving kind of nothing of of uh of value i should say on the cutting room floor like we yeah. we put in uh, we we wanted to go all out with uh, with version 1.0 of of this game, and that meant yeah. you know yeah we don't that means we're not sitting on you know a bunch of DLC packs that we're going to release in in a few weeks or or any of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. uh, we've always aimed for our games to have a complete uh, feeling to them. Um, but uh, having said that, <laughs> Thank we, you. we actually don't know yet what what the future holds. Like right now, yeah. we're still um, in a mode where we're supporting the launch. We have some key. Updates we do need to make to the game, like we we promised that uh, cross saves are coming to the game, so you'll be able to transfer your right. uh, PC progress to the Nintendo Switch. So we still need to sort uh, that kind of stuff out and get it out there. Uh, but after that, uh, one of the things we need to do is actually take a break as a team because <laughs> well early deserved. Access, uh, thank you. Yeah, er, early access uh, certainly has it. It has like a pretty intense pace to it because uh, yeah. you know even though we're getting positive feedback, we're still getting a lot of feedback and just. Push, pushing to get each each update out there and so on so yeah. we need to like take a bit of a breather and then we're going to come back and figure out what's what's next uh, for us and and we we sincerely don't know what that is yet and that's been true after each of our games we've never planned uh more than a game ahead because we right. know that what happens next for us really um is heavily influenced by the results of the game that we're working on and then right. how and how we're feeling like what do we what do we want to do um, that's a really right. important question for us uh, to to answer. Um, and my, so, yeah. And my final question to that, because, and you might have just answered it right there, but, you know, the next generation is coming oh so yeah. quickly. Um, I guess after the rest, you guys are going to figure out what you're going to do with that aspect. Or, uh, you know, has there been any thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, no, that's uh, I, that is part of the consideration as well. Um, the game right now is is on a PC and Mac on steam and epic game store and then on nintendo switch those are the only versions of the game that we could like uh that we had the capacity like to create right like yeah. as a as a small team uh, we i only wish that we could just kind of magically make all of our games in in a perfect shape <laughs> available for every platform under the sun like we would right. why would we not want that right but the, tr right. the truth is it's that work is 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 hard um, to yeah, to to get your game onto new platforms without compromise, especially and getting that reg you know getting it approved by every because every Steam has yeah. their own stipulations, Nintendo has their own stipulations, PlayStation that's right. and so forth. Yeah, that's that's part of the work, like going through the the approvals process and all that stuff. And and we yeah, um, yeah like and and since we do have our own tech, it actually makes it harder than on some uh, engines and platforms. So we're really interested in. In exploring those opportunities, we're obviously aware that yeah, more. It, it's really exciting that we're about to have new platforms out there. They sound really cool. Um, I'm I'm a, I've been waiting for uh, consoles to prioritize no loading times like for years. Uh, I because yes. I still I've been you know I've been playing games for long enough to where games didn't have load times at all, and it's like man, you don't know what you're missing having to wait 
And then there was the PlayStation disc era and all this stuff. Yeah, and it started it started going downhill right on that front. So yeah. now they're going back to like, oh, it loads instantly. I think that's going to make a really big and dramatic difference. I think the digital aspect is a big help with that too. And I love yeah. – I've became a, I've become a religious digital downloader, I think, because of that aspect and just other conveniences for that matter as well. So, yeah, I, I am excited. I am very much excited for what's about to come as well. So, yeah. great. Thank you so much for being a part of this. I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank Not only thank you, but thank the entire team at uh, Supergiant for what they did. Hades is an awesome game. If you guys have not checked this game out, go out of your way to check it out. This, I, it, I don't want to toot your own horn to this aspect or even jinx it, but I feel with all the reviews that has already gotten, and my, including mine, I'm waiting for us. I'm waiting for the awards to come in. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, to be in, you know, that that to be in consideration at all uh, with with a with a year with mm-hmm. games like what we had this year is we, you know, again that that's one of those things we will never ever ever take for granted with our games. Yeah. It's like I, I used to be a game critic myself back in the days, and it's like you can't. There's so many amazing games every year that that for to have made something that um, may have stood out to people in this way, it it is not. Um, it's not something that we, you, you can never plan for that. Um, so we're, we're just really grateful that uh, players are enjoying it in this way. So th- thank yeah. you very much. I look, hopefully we will get the game awards this year. And I do hopefully that we get to see your name on it because if they love bad, if any of you love Bastion, <laughs> you're going to have a ball with this game. So uh, Greg, thank you so much right now. I want to give you the uh, platform to plug this game all of your games, where Supergiant games can be found, and everywhere you want them to find you. It's oh yeah, nice. we well, you just you just did most of it uh, for me. We're we're Supergiant <laughs> Games on Twitter and all those kind of places. We have a big Discord now, um, and um, and yeah, our game is Hades. You could you could find it if you if you search merely for Hades now. Uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of amazing. You know, it'll it'll come up. There's right. there's the actual Greek god of the dead, and there's our video game uh, inspired by <laughs> by him and and his uh, his many colleagues. Um, yeah, so uh, Hades is our game. It's it's on PC, on Steam, and Epic Game Store, and on Nintendo Switch. Uh, we really really hope uh, you enjoy it if you get a chance to check it out. Yeah. Thank you so much. Folks, I hope you enjoyed this very special episode. On behalf of myself and Greg Casavan, all I got to say is learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. We are out here. People, stay safe, and again, vote. Take care. This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design.
your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality.